welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Jared, and usually I have Jason Bond and Mikey here with me, uh, but not today, and I will explain why. So last week, I promised, on episode 8, I promised an episode 8.5 with the guys from Double Tap, and we were going to talk about how they felt about the, the beta and the competitive aspect and all that stuff. But that that actually never happened. And I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Because, hey, when I make a promise, I like to keep it. So, what I did, I actually got Waldy, formerly of an Orbit, who, he played the console version. And that's all he played. And he has never played a game like Overwatch before. So, I thought it would be a pretty interesting perspective to hear it. You know, to hear what he had to say about the game and, you know, what he liked, what he didn't like, uh, the teamwork aspect, things like that. So that's what episode 8.5 is going to be. It's going to be that conversation I had with Waldy77 or John Waldrop. I should just call him by his real name, but uh, it's going to be that as opposed to the double tap guys. Uh, but we, in the future, we will have them on after the game comes out so they can, you know, give their two cents. But in the meantime, please enjoy uh, this presentation i don't know I've never, I've never done this before but enjoy guys and i'll see you guys after this hello everybody i am here today sans bond and mikey but i do have a former in orbit podcast member waldy 77 also known as john waldruff also known as white lightning <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> What's up, John? <laughs> What's going on? Yes, sir. <laughs> Flown in all the way from in orbit to talk about Overwatch. Yeah, and, and the reason I, I wanted to bring John on specifically was because uh, you know me, Bond, and and Mikey, we've all played Overwatch on PC. And we've been PC gamers for a very long time. So there were certain things that happened in Overwatch when we started playing it that we were kind of like, okay, I get it. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, 1, 2, 3, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but John, you are you are not a PC gamer at all. You are a purely console player. Yes, I'm, I'm not part of the, uh, the PC master race. Uh, yes. I am a console <laughs> user. So uh, you can start making your jokes now. Uh, however, you guys make fun of us console people. Well, it's console peasants, but yeah, no. okay, we're we're the peasants. That's all right. I, the console gaming it. peasants. I see how it, I see how it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Classist, you know. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. like the uh, the Irish immigrants in the uh, bottom floors of the Titanic. <laughs> you said it. We had fun down there. Okay, we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're not stuffy. <laughs> yeah yeah you got guys got flavor right yes yes <laughs> and we know how to dance right <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the reason like um you know on the podcast we talk about the pc version of overwatch a lot i did talk about the console version on episode eight uh but i want to talk to you because you this is like a fresh experience for you even when i went to go play it on console i already had knowledge of how the game worked because i played it on pc but for you and a lot of console users, you, this was like a fresh new experience. It's like you guys have never played anything like this before. Yeah, very true. Uh, 
and most of my experience with with console games really are, are first person shooters. So you know, I pretty much started off with the Call of Duty series, and and then of course you know, as you know from doing the in orbit of playing Destiny. Um, so I, the only things I really knew about Overwatch was the this the cinematic that was on YouTube and just the the items that you told me about uh since you've been playing since uh November. So that's all I really knew about it. It, it was just much more of a uh yeah, cartoon style first person shooter. But there was a whole other dynamic to it which was you really had to focus on strategy and teamwork. Which as we we know there's almost none of in Call of Duty. Yes. <laughs> and for the most part Destiny, you know. Unless you have a group with you that is uh, communicating openly, it's really just everyone just just playing for themselves. Well, even in like the Crucible and Destiny, even if you go with a six man, communication isn't as key as it is in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Like you can still just roam around and you know kill people, and collectively just kill more people than the other group. Except now you probably have a better idea of where people are. Yeah, in a map. Whereas with Overwatch, there really is no uh, substitute for communication. Like you constantly have to communicate, you constantly have to work together, you constantly got to push together. You know. And well, you know what? And I just thought of this. Part one of the reasons why communication is so important on Overwatch is because you don't have a radar. This is true. Yes, you do not have a radar. You you know. Uh, with let's say destiny or even call of duty you know move making your way around the map you know for the most part you can tell where where the enemies are overwatch unless you have a widow maker that's using her special um or hanzo or his, hanzo his, okay. his, yeah true yeah. with the um, the arrow and stuff the arrow so <clears throat> yeah you have to rely there's no way other way to tell people that you know uh, there's someone coming around behind us or you know like a, a reaper or something like that. So, yeah, w- without it, yeah, I, I can see people having an issue, and I can certainly see people who are much more used to that run and gun. I'm here to play for myself, playing a few games and losing, and saying, you know, what the hell's going on here? How come I'm losing so much? Uh, not realizing that if, if they're not going on there and joining the team chat or going in there with a group then you know, they're lending themselves to an unfortunate evening of, of matches. Yes. <laughs> well, then it really hurts the team. Oh, yeah. Like, if, you have, if you have one person just walking in there and constantly just dying, not only are you feeding somebody else's special, but you are costing the team by like not being there. I mean, when, when the menu would first come up, when uh, picking your characters, I, I often was one of the last ones to choose only because I wanted to see what the rest of my team was choosing. And then I, I was more than happy to to fill the gap of what we needed. Whether And it seemed to me it was it almost always came down to a sniper or a healer. And that's when, right. you know, I, I got to use Widowmaker quite a bit and then uh, Lucio. Uh, I actually enjoyed using Lucio uh, more than Mercy. 
and people have to realize that one if you don't have a healer out there for your team you i think your chances of winning are significantly less oh absolutely significantly less so the the whole idea of of being a, a selfish player has to go right out the door has to you have right. to be yeah. able to play with the rest of the team and and that means adjusting and so there, there's plenty of times where, where, and and I did this even just trying to get used to all the different players cuz you know was there 20 24 24 players 21 characters or 21 yeah and and I still didn't get to use all of them in the few days that I played the the beta um but just going into each ma- uh, match and, and you know playing around, saying, oh, "You know what? This is just not working with it, this type of map and the type of game that we're doing." You know, I, I want something either that'll give me a little bit more distance, maybe something that I can, um, you know, if it was kind of like a zone control thing, someone that I could, uh, you know, fire more grenades into, which you know uh, I would use junk rat for and. For the first time of playing a game like this and really having to learn and focus on the attributes of each character and how they're going to help the team and how they work specifically with the map. Right. Which uh, there's things that have never come up before. (laughs) <laughs> Even whether, you know, there may be a hint of it here or there for Destiny, uh, but not really for multiplayer. More in the PvE, what, does it come in handy of what kind of character you're using? But uh, not for PvP and certainly not for Call of Duty. So this was the first time where I was like, all right, well, we need to set up using these corners here. That This gives us a good site. Keep an eye over for uh, these two main points of, of uh, entrances and and be prepared for them to come to try and come around behind us. Yeah, you know, there was actually like real strategic talk going on between between the players. Or hopefully there was because there was something that definitely wasn't happening. Well, we we were going. I mean, when we were playing together, there was we definitely had some really good winning streaks, you know, uh, and every once in a while we would hit like one or two games in a row where we would lose. But, but for the most part, I, I think we had some really enthusiastic team members that were really into playing as a whole. And uh, we were pulling off some of those wins. I think yes. on, only, you know, when, when things didn't go well, it just seemed like people were using characters that they weren't used to, to you to playing with yet, but they didn't quite understand the, the specials, um, and really understanding how they fit in the game. And, and and I really have to credit Blizzard for this. How many times I was using a character, saying, "Oh man, if only they had this other character special too." then I'd use this character all the time and realizing that like, wait, then they'd be overpowered. Yeah. And that's why, that's why you, if I want to use that, and then you start thinking like, well, if I need to use that right now, I need to switch that character. 
right. and and that's how the game is different. That's how it completely functions differently from from any of the other first person shooter type uh, PvP games that I've played before. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I guess if for for console players specifically, it had to feel so so different. Um, and actually, you know what the funny thing was, and I, I talked about this on episode eight a little bit. The responsiveness of the player base on console versus PC very different because on console, when I would hop on the mic, like let's say me and you weren't playing, and it was just me and a bunch of randoms, if I hopped on the microphone and started saying one two three X Y Z. People would actually start doing it, and we'd start pulling it together, and we'd start winning. On PC, that doesn't happen as much, because I think PC players are a bit jaded to games like this. Like, there are PC players who've been playing Team Fortress for the past, uh, you know, nine years. They've been put, uh, players uh, that play, like, MOBA-type games, like League of Legends, or Heroes of the Storm, or Dota 2, where you need this level of teamwork, and it just doesn't happen sometimes. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of PC players will go into these games and if somebody is trying to take the lead, they won't listen. You know, they'll go do their own thing because they think they know what's best. But with console, I was very, very surprised when people would, would just listen to me without a second thought. Uh, one of the problems I had with console was that a lot of people were not using their microphones. Mm-hmm. And since there's no other way to, to talk because you can't use a keyboard on console, obviously, on PC, even if people aren't chatting via voice they could chat with you know via text and you can't do that on console uh but still it was very clear to me that people were listening to what i was saying when i said it and even our teammates like you know when i would say well this is this this is that you need we need somebody to do this you need to use this that way they would do it no questions asked and that's why it was going so well i did not expect that from the console player base i really did think it was going to be the opposite like the pc players be way more cooperative and the console players, but that just wasn't happening. I think you'd be you'd be surprised um, how well us peasants can listen to <laughs> the masters. You know, um, no, I, I I think there's a lot of people that were interested in the game, and I think people who are used to PvP, um, uh, particularly like first person shooters, recognize pretty quickly or almost immediately that this is this was not your standard run-of-the-mill um first person shooter that there was more to this and they want to succeed and they want to get to know things better uh, of um really just just how to win and i think they were much more willing to listen and get an understanding because i i think 21 characters is a lot and trying to find time to understand each and every one, what they bring to it. So uh, listening to someone who's been playing since November, who knows all the different characters, what they bring, the amount of times I would hear someone say, Oh my God, I can do this with this. I didn't know that. Oh my God. He just became my favorite character. Now. Thank you so much for telling me that. I, I, you know, the, there wasn't a whole lot that came with the game for us to get a really good understanding of how each character fits in each situation. Mm-hmm. So knowing that we had someone that did, 
I think people were much more willing to listen. I think once the game comes out and a month or two down the line where where people are used to winning certain ways, I think that'll change. I think that's when you'll get if if you get, you know, you know, two captains in a group, it'll be no, no, no. This is how we're supposed to no, no, we never win that way. This is how we're supposed to do it. Let's go over to this. No, this. <laughs> it's like listening to people doing a destiny raid when they disagree with with uh, the strategy that the people are using because they're only used to doing their way. Uh, so I, I say, give us some time. But I think in the beginning here, I think people saw immediately saw a quality game, um, just even just from the look of it and the responsiveness, the the feel of the. Uh, the weapons and even the use of the specials, I, I think they, they liked it and they wanted to get to know it better. And the only way to do that was to to listen to people that knew how to play. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it definitely, I, I can tell you this, the level of frustration I felt during the open beta on PC was higher than the level of frustration I had on a console. And don't get me wrong, the console players were worse. (laughs) The console players were definitely worse than the PC players. But the level of frustration was different because, you know, if the game is going and it's out of control on the console, when I would start talking, they would start responding, not responding back, but responding back, like, with actions, you know? And we'd pull it together. But on PC, it was just like, you would say something and people wouldn't, really be responsive like oh we need to take out like i I was playing on friday night that that friday night like of the open beta on pc and you know what we were me and bond were playing we were talking saying hey we need somebody to go and take out that Widowmaker." i was a tank so i wasn't gonna switch and bond was a healer he wasn't gonna switch somebody else says okay fine whatever it's they switched to like a pharah why would you do that? <laughs> well, you're going to go take out a Widowmaker. But, you know, it was like stuff like that that was kind of frustrating. And on console, I don't know, maybe I just had more patience because I knew the console players, like, hadn't really touched it at all. The console did have a closed beta, but it wasn't, one, nearly as long, and two, wasn't nearly as extensive as the PC beta. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 don't get me wrong, I do know that you're going to bump in heads with people sometimes. You know, uh, but at the same time, I, it, it really just it did feel nice that the console players were a bit more uh, more open to suggestion. I think that was more because they were just m- way more confused. Like I, they didn't have, yeah, you know, I, at the time they really didn't feel like I, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. They wanted to do well, but the only way that was going to happen is if they asked questions and they had someone who knew exactly what they were doing. And you could tell when we were playing with someone in the group and not necessarily on our, our maybe let's say in our, on our team, but not in our group, because it would be mid game. And we'd be like, why do we have three bastions? Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it's well, that level of thinking there where some, someone clearly is on the team and just bouncing from character to character, not realizing that you, know, you, you really shouldn't be doubling up. Yeah, you know, that you need to be finding exactly what's going to work for where we are in this match right now. So uh, there are times where it's like, why do we have two healers right now? We have two healers. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you brought up Bastion because Bastion was he on PC he's annoying on console he's god tier like uh, the the people were just kept running into Bastions and getting cut down on console yeah like console players really didn't know how to handle this guy to be honest that's what that's what it felt like. And I would see teams go double bastion on console and win because of it. Because the, the nobody really knew how to respond to it. You know, double, going double bastion on PC, that's a really bad idea. Uh, because it, it's actually, it's pretty obvious how you deal with them on PC. But on console, I mean, I would just see somebody running around as bastion and just transform into the turret in the middle of, 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 a, of a road and start chopping people down and nobody would do anything about it. Yeah. So Bastion, I think uh, there was a lot of complaints in the forums, especially from console players, about Bastion. And I think uh, Blizzard, I think they might have, I don't know, maybe the console players will adjust to him, but Blizzard may have to do something to adjust him a little bit. And we discussed that on episode 8, too. Like, it's kind of difficult to adjust Bastion, because they tried before. They adjusted him once, he became too weak. Then he was too strong again, and now he is the way he is now. I think the only thing they can really do to help Bastion be a bit more uh, balanced is stop allowing him to turn 360 degrees. That He used to not be able to do that. Right. Well, I've heard, he, I mean, he used to have a shield and that he could only you know, turn, um, maybe let's say, do 180, not 360. It was like, like 90 I, degrees. I, wouldn't, I definitely would not give him a shield. Uh, but I could understand cutting it back to, you know, giving him limited turn ability um and even maybe the possibility of taking a little bit longer for him to turn into the tank oh you mean turn into the turret the turret yes yeah, right yeah well yeah that was my suggestion to his, his transformation into, into the turret should take longer transforming out is a different story so he can escape but even when he had the shield when he had the shield he was a problem for newbies he was a problem for new players but then when you realize how to beat that, it's actually not that big of a deal. A good Farah could beat it. A uh, a diva could get into his face, and since a diva could you know pop her ability to block his shots, fly into his face, and then get on the side of him, and then just rock him without him being able to do anything about it. You know, so you could do that. You could use junk rat to shoot uh, grenades over the shield. So the shield, even having the shield wasn't the worst thing. Mm-hmm. You thought it was, but it wasn't, you know? Uh, and that's the way he is now, but I think he's... He, he, I think him, his transformation into the turret is a bit too fast, especially on console. It's going to be a rough first couple of weeks for console players with Bastion, but he, he is beatable, folks. Trust me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for me, I'll learn so much more once the game comes out. You know, I pre-ordered and everything. Um, and getting more time with the characters and, and understand what they can do. There's plenty of times where I didn't even realize that I wasn't using the special. I wasn't using another type of gun that I could use with that character. Um, and I think probably the most frustrating part was getting killed a lot by a certain character. And then, you know, the next game said, well, I'm going to use them. My God, I, I was murdered by, um, by Reaper or by uh, Diva, um, who else? Who else got me a lot for some reason? May, 
And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to use them next game. And then I'd use them next game and I didn't kill anybody. I'm like, how are people supposed to kill people with some of these characters? I get just destroyed in the previous game and then I try and do it. And, you know, it's taken me what feels like 10 shots to kill someone when it only took them like three shots. So it, it just takes time. Distance certainly plays um, a role in some of it. And just understanding how to use strategically use some of these characters. Yes, it, it does definitely take some time. And uh, I know it took me a few weeks of playing just to figure out how to use certain characters or use them well and then counter other characters. Because, I mean, until you figure out how to counter certain characters, it really does feel that like some of these uh, characters are overpowered when they're not. You know, I mean, in the game, like if, in this game, who do you feel for on console was overpowered, if anybody? Uh, in my experience, one of the things I didn't like, and this happened to me personally, was with McCree. McCree did his special. It doesn't matter whether or not he has a clear shot to you. He's going to shoot. You're going to get killed. One shot, one kill. It doesn't matter. I think that's a bug because I remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. That kill, uh, for you specifically. I think that was a bug. That wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. Because that really, I was like, I'm not even on the same level as him. And in the in the kill cam, he's pointing the gun into the back of his his own teammate. And the I guess the bullet went through his teammate and then kind of went up to a second level and then killed me. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah, didn't make it. Might... I was like, I this doesn't make sense if his if if his special can just kill almost every character that's all that might have something to do with the, the net code. That might have something to do with the net code. Like to the server his his uh his teammate was in front of him. But possibly on his screen, the teammate was not in front of him. Mm. That could happen because actually, I got like certain things happen because the netcode. Like I got hooked through a wall while playing. Mm-hmm. I actually have a video I should say of me being hooked through a wall from my perspective and a Winston's perspective. You can see I was clearly hooked through a wall from a junk from a roadhog, and that's all netcode. But I think that's a bug because I don't PC. If he doesn't have line of sight on you, he can't shoot the shot. Right. So yeah. Anybody else? Not bug related, maybe. Uh, I was surprised how well people did with Hanzo. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Hanzo was surprisingly easy to use. He was well, actually Hanzo, yeah. Hanzo and Widowmaker. Hanzo has said it almost felt like that there was very little change um, in how the arrow flew compared to a sniper rifle. Yeah, you could. Um, it felt like you like you could almost just aim right at their heads, and that's where you would hit them. And with an arrow, as you know, you know it, it's going to start to to fall a bit. You know, there's going to be some a little bit of an arc type thing. But yeah, uh, I was surprised because then I started using Hanzo. I was like, oh, "Holy shit!" I just had like three headshots. Had that just happen? Oh, um, yeah. Widowmaker. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I used to really enjoy sniping. I still do. Um, 
I don't know if it's because I started playing a, a different game at one point and it kind of th threw off how I use uh, sniper rifles, but I don't, or maybe I'm just I get too anxious before I shoot. Um, but I was surprised how often I was getting body shots instead of headshots. But then there was that little bit of destiny feel where I turn a corner and boom, dead. And I'm like, and I see the kill shot and the the person is, you know, just happens to have their gun up and barely aiming yet, <laughs> you know, and just, oh, I just got a headshot and the person was barely aiming. You know, they were just moving it up to their head and they were able to get me. Um, but I, I think something that we, we talked of, talked about offline was that you felt that console players tend to play more to the ground, which makes it easier for snipers. Well, oh, yes. You're talking about the way people run on consoles. Right, right. Yeah, that's the thing. On, on console... On PC, I should say, you have a lot of people jumping and moving, and just if the movement just feels more fluid, like it's more sporadic, so it's harder to guess where somebody's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as I see a Widowmaker, I'm, I start moving around sporadically. I start jumping around. You know, on PC, mm -hmm. on console, I don't see a lot of that. A lot of people just run along the ground, which since the run is a constant rate, it's really easy to hold. You know, to aim and hold, and then pull the trigger. When I was playing with Widowmaker, and even with Hanzo, I was getting headshots like crazy. Because of that. I, I think there's there's truth to that. And, and what surprised me was that there's that... Um, we were in a game lobby. Yeah, we couldn't connect to a game. And it, I guess it puts us into that little, like, um, kind of deathmatch... Um, um, scenario while you wait for a game to come up. Yeah. And there was someone that was in our party that was on the other team. And he said, hey, you know, you guys can, you know, practice, come and kill me. There was, uh, I think, three or four of us trying to kill one person. And it was really? taking, it was actually hard to kill him because he was jumping all over the place. And he's and we were all laughing about it. It was like we can't kill him. He's jumping all over the place. He, we cannot kill him at all. Finally, I, I think I was able to get him on with a rocket uh, as he was landing. Uh, but for the most part, it, I mean, it was comical how hard it was to kill him. And and he was inviting us to to to, sh to shoot and kill him. But all he was was just just jumping everywhere. Just like a tricks rabbit. Yeah. Which that's like for a PC shooter, that's not really uncommon. Uh, because not only, because that's something you can do on PC that's difficult to do on console is not, not just jump and shoot, but jump, aim, and shoot. Like on a PC game, I could be jumping while aiming accurately and shooting. And you're really just not going to get that on console. Because right. actually for console, for me to jump, I have to take my thumb off of the right control stick. Right. You know, and that, that's the thing. So the, the, the limited mobility on console definitely makes it much easier for snipers. I think that might be something that Bungie, not Bungie, sorry, but Blizzard might need to take a look at. Because I'm telling you, man, I thought it was going to be harder to snipe a Widowmaker, right? Mm -hmm. No, it was so easy to snipe a Widowmaker on console. 
But uh, I thought as frustrating as it, it could be, it was fun playing against people that knew how to use the characters. And, and that helped too. You know, it, you, I know playing with you, you would give us some, some idea of what to expect from the players. But until you saw someone else using them the right way, did you really like appreciate like that's how it's supposed to be? So let's say take Tracer. Um, you had said, I think you told us before that Tracer is supposed to be more of a nuisance. Uh, there isn't right. a whole lot of like firepower there, but boy, you know, if she gets into your, into your, uh, behind the other team or it mixed into the other team from her jumping all over the place, uh, and even going back in time and, but you know, what a pain in the ass she can be finally played someone who did exactly that. And I felt like that alone, someone doing that ate up at least two players on our team just trying to kill her and keep her right. from getting behind there while the rest of our team, you know, was playing again, we were outmatched just man wise because we had to focus on her. Um, so that was, you see stuff like that. You're like, damn, she's a good character. <laughs> I got to learn how to do that. You know, what yeah. a pain in the ass. Um, no pun intended there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, who else was there? May. A until you play against someone who knows how to use May, you, you immediately, like, you just kind of toss her aside. Like, I don't know, just not going to do much. Then you play against someone who, yeah, you know, at the end of the game, you find out had like 23 kills and you're like, God, what a pain in the ass that character can be just throwing up shields and then, you know, freezing themselves to protect themselves. They get their health back. Uh, and even using some of those little specials that they have that that's again, you know, it, it all comes down to learning what these characters can do. And, and I think when you do, you find out how, how dominant you can be, particularly playing against people who don't know exactly what they're doing. Or they haven't learned how to use all the players the right way. Because yes. there was certainly a lot of times where you'd see some of these people using these characters and you, they almost turned you off from wanting to use them. Uh, several games in a row, someone was using Winston and was getting destroyed. All he was doing was putting shields up. And dying left and right. I was like, what, what's the point of this thing? This, this, this gorilla puts up a shield. It lasts for like five seconds. And then it has some kind of like, seems like a weak laser as a gun or something. I'm like, it, it, he's just getting in the way. This guy needs to pick a different character. We're losing because of him. And then I was talking to you and, you know, you're telling me uh, how beneficial he can be. But again, they're only beneficial when they're being played the right way. Yes, 100%. Like, these characters, you're not going to just get it in and play it your way. 
You you either play Winston the right way or you play him the wrong way. You play Mercy the right way or you play her the wrong way. You can't be like, oh, this is my special Mercy mix. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this Mm -hmm. is how this is how Jarrett plays May or this is how Jarrett plays Zarya. Like, they're made to be to be played a certain way. Like, basically, each character has a kit and they're like uh they're like they're like a meta uh, like, kind of like a meta piece of, of of a first person shooter you know what i'm saying of having certain power-ups or certain weapons that normally in a lot of first person shooters you could pick up or drop or you know select as perks and things like that but not in this game it's like they have this specific kit and there's a specific way to use them and you either do it right or you do it wrong end of story yep now they plan on adding more characters at some point, right? I believe so. Actually, at the end of the Winston video, Recall, they showed a bunch of pictures of Overwatch agents that we haven't seen or heard of yet. So there's a lot of speculation. There's like There were like 15 Overwatch agents mm-hmm. in that picture that they showed. And some look generic, you know, so you can't, you can't, you can only speculate so far. But yeah, they definitely would add more people. But the thing about it, like, I I don't expect to see them add, uh, you know, a bunch of characters at one time. Like, I think maybe between three to five characters at once right. is what you'll see. Because you don't want to add one character at a time. And the reason you don't want to add one character at a time is because what you're going to have for the first few weeks is everybody trying to use that one character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's not what you want. So I think a good, like three to five characters to kind of like flesh it out, or no, maybe like four characters, one per class. You know, however they decide to do it. Now I haven't heard whether or not they're going to do it. Like, uh, are they going to do a DLC where you pay for the pack and you get the characters, which probably come with characters and maps and so on, or are, are they going to do it more like uh, you know um, one-offs, kind of like they do with with uh, Heroes of the Storm? where you just pay for that one character mm. or the characters that you want. I have not heard that yet, so we'll see. Well, either way, yeah, sure. I think they have a they have a good game here, and um, I'll be the first to say it. You can book it. I think this is going to be popular on console. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm the first one to say it. It's going to be popular on console. I think it definitely has <laughs> the the ability to be popular on console, but I think the console players need to get more familiar with vo- with being on voice comms because that's that you have to do that here. You have to be on voice comms here mm-hmm. in order for this game to work. Other than that, you're just going to be frustrated a lot. Now, the I would say one big disadvantage that the game has in terms of communication for console that you don't have a problem with PC is being able to be in multiple voice channels at the same time. So on PC, you can be on your team voice channel in the game, right? Mm-hmm. But outside the game, you could be using another voice program like Skype or Discord to talk to you directly to your friends. So, you know, while I have direct communication with my friends and we can have our own conversations, I can still talk to the team in game. You cannot do that on the console version of Overwatch. Like when we're in party chat, we're not communicating with the rest of our team. Right. There's no way for us to do it, and that's I think that's a problem. I really don't know how they can fix something like that on console. You know, I I, I have no clue how to address that issue. 
it's probably something that Blizzard doesn't even really think about. But, you know, the, the, I, that, that's a tough cookie to crack, man. Like, how do you do that with the, with the way the, the current consoles are set up? Right. I, I, I just think it's an issue. I, I have no answers. Sorry, Blizzard. If you're listening for the answers that I give on the show, I have none for you. I failed you this time. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, yeah, that, that is the only thing. But other than that, I do think on console, this game can, can definitely go far. I think console, this is something new that console players have been looking for. You know, I mean, as, as great as the PS4 and the Xbox One are, I would say that this console generation from the start has been the most, well, not the most lackluster, but pretty lackluster compared to the start of the Xbox 360 and the PS4. Oh, sorry, PS3. I mean, shit, last year, I'm trying to think, like, what, uh, in 2015, I don't even think Sony released a really notable first-party game, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bloodborne doesn't it doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so at least, I, I mean, we know what the, um, how many people played the beta. Yeah, nine point seven people. Not my nine point seven million people. Yeah, nine point seven million people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you brought up. Um, oh no, well, you said Bloodborne, but made me think of Battleborn, and only two million people played, which I played a little bit myself, like uh, just a few games of it, and I wasn't a huge fan. But that's not to say that the game was bad in any way. It was just not my type of game. Right, yeah. I mean, Battleborn is less shooter and more, and, and closer to like a, a, a MOBA in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even more meta than than Overwatch is. I just I just think Overwatch has a has a much larger appeal, and that's what that's why it's going to succeed. Actually, anything releasing around Overwatch, I feel bad for. Battleborn just released. I think it's going to get buried by Overwatch. Um, Doom is out now. And while it, it Doom does have its player base, I think that's going to get cut back by Overwatch. Um, Mirror's Edge was supposed to release on the same day as Overwatch. They made the wise decision not to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think uh, Overwatch has been so much hype, so much hype behind Overwatch, uh, and I think we're going to see this. We're going uh, to the hype is real. Like now, you know, you know when a, when a when a game gets hyped, there's some disappointment behind it. Yeah. Now, not with Overwatch, they delivered. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, I think that's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to playing it on both PC and console. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm looking for. I, I was worried that I wasn't going to like it mm-hmm. on console, and that I'd have to be forced to play with it anyway <laughs> because <laughs> you guys are playing it. But no, I had a great time on console. Actually, the last three days of the beta, I didn't even play it on PC. I played it on console. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hop back in next week. Because <laughs> that's the 24th is when the, the game comes out. So I'm glad we got something else to play now. Because I stopped playing Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> stopped playing Division. Even though I wouldn't be opposed to coming back to Destiny. It's just like... Every time I'm like, hey, I'll go back and play Destiny. I remember I have a shit ton of other games to play too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, I think I think we can wrap up on that one. Okay. Uh, there's really 
You got any, what, you have anything else to say about Overwatch? Or? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you said, the, was it the 24th? I already uh, pre-ordered, so it'll be downloading that evening. And and I uh, look forward to getting back into it. It was a lot of fun. I, I like the reward system. You know, yeah, some uh, just... We, we I never even touched on the reward system. The, the reward system stuff is, is all fun. It, it's not none of it really felt like um uh, a game breaker or anything. And some someone mentioned something last night that uh he said his friends stopped playing Destiny because they got tired of of never getting certain guns to drop and it was nice playing a game where you weren't like you know crossing your fingers hoping that there was some kind of game changing feature about the drop for you that would keep you interested in the game and all of it was was all good fun stuff that you know whether it was just the look or um little voice things or spray paint or whatever and that felt nice. It wasn't, you weren't sitting there like, oh man, I, I hope there's a Gallahorn after this, or I hope it uh, it drops this certain sniper rifle or anything, something that'll really help me in the games. No, it's all for fun. Yes, that that is very nice that it's all cosmetic and you don't have to worry about, well, you know, not being picked up for groups because you don't have a Gallahorn. Right, right. Yeah. Or not doing certain, yeah. you know, uh, not being able to do certain things because you don't have a certain, certain weapon. Like you're, it's you're always included, yeah. always. Yeah, it's, you're not going to be May and be like, if I don't get that Arctic outfit, I swear to God, I'm never going to play this game again. Everyone yeah. <laughs> else has that Arctic outfit, but I don't have it. <laughs> you know? No, don't have to worry about it. So it is very nice. All right. All right, so that, that's all you got. You know, nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, especially for a beta, it's just it seems like everything is. They put a lot of thought into it and really put well put together well. Yeah, and that's just the that was just the beta. Yeah, I remember I told you when I stopped the day I stopped playing the division, I said I can't believe that the Overwatch beta, a game that hasn't even come out yet, is in better condition than the division a month after it came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those those are my words to John as I turned off my console and took the division yes. disc out. <laughs> we never played it again. Yeah, yeah I, I I have to admit I was never really a fan of it of the division to begin with. I got bored with it pretty quickly. So yeah, I'm yeah, kind of happy it had yeah. all those bugs so that I didn't have to play it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Okay, so we'll wrap up on that one. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, John, so you could talk about your console experience. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, Anytime. Yeah, we'll definitely, once the game comes out, we'll definitely have you on, uh, on some other times. For the console perspective. From the console Walter, perspective, Walter yeah. 77. Yes. <laughs> Walter 77 right, guys. Gamer on Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, because he, you know, be one of his massive followers. Yeah. <laughs> of which I'm sure they're still waiting for a new tweet. <laughs> yeah. Just holding their breath. Holding their breath. Yeah. You know, patiently waiting for Waldy 77. 
Uh, okay, guys, thanks for listening. We will uh, catch you on the next episode of Watchpoint Radio. Until then, have a good one. See you, everybody. All right, once again, that was John Waldriff, also known as Waldy77, formerly of an orbit, possibly on a new podcast with Matchless Buttons soon. And I'd like to thank John for coming on to the show and telling us what he thought from the console player perspective. Uh, because, you know, most of the time, uh, like I said during the show, we talk about it from the PC player perspective. So it can, it can be a little different for console players. But thanks, John. And uh, thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will have episode nine on time next week. Actually, it'll come out the same exact day that Overwatch does. So I don't know. We might do something special if possible. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, we have other great shows for you to listen to. We have In Orbit. For those who enjoy Destiny still, Sit Rep Radio, which is our new division podcast. Oh, sorry. In Orbit is is every other Monday. Sit Sit Rep Radio is actually every Monday. That is weekly. We also have Wow Talk, which is uh, bi-weekly on Tuesday. They alternate with us. And, of course, Watchpoint Radio which releases every other Tuesday, and Double Tap, which releases every other Wednesday. And Double Tap is a podcast dedicated to fighting games and the FGC. And if you want to get a full schedule of the podcast, just please go to mashlessbuttons.com slash schedules, and a schedule, now there's not an S on the end of that, and you will get scheduling details. Now, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Overcast, uh, for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, that's for Android and iOS, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we have RSS feeds for those who like to use their own reader. Uh, there are links available for each platform right on the Matchless Buttons website, so just you know, go to the page. If you're not already on the page that this podcast is on, just go to the website, find this podcast, or any podcast, I guess, that you want to listen to, and the links will be right there. Uh, you can find us on twitter.com slash MTB site. We are on facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at underscore jaw underscore. So it's underscore J A A underscore. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, thoughts, anything like that, that you want to share with us, uh, you thought we were right, thought we were wrong, want to expand on a topic, please feel free to uh, you know comment or uh, tweet us, see us on Facebook, anywhere, and uh, you know we might address your question or your comment on the show itself. And uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to, I guess, help us out, uh, the best way to help us out is just to share with people. You know, share the show. That's that's all we can really ask you to do. Uh, and that really would help us a lot if you just shared the show with those that you thought might like the show. Uh, but like I said, thank you very much for listening. And we will catch you guys on episode nine, which is next week. Right, later. Later.